Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries Podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. At 18 years old, I was drinking every day from morning till night. I imprisoned myself in such a way that it became a tremendous burden for me to go a couple hours without alcohol in my system. It was a burden I did not want to bear, so I stayed drunk. I knew. I actually thought it was funny. It also felt good to be drunk and feel sorry for myself, so I would continue this pattern for a while. It was a hard addiction that even a year-long stint in rehab only made a dent in. It was only after I went through a period of extreme sadness, stemming from my selfish choices, that I was able to start climbing out of this low point of my life. Interestingly enough, I spent this low point living right on the beach in Destin, Florida. I had everything the world told me I needed to be happy. Money, people to party with, drugs and alcohol, but I was miserable. Okay, so Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans while I was living on the Gulf Coast, and the outer storms of Katrina put a hole in my roof, and so I had to move out. I moved to Fort Walton Beach, literally just across the bridge from Okaloosa Island. It was a very cheap apartment, but it was in a cool part of town. I played guitar and sang, and there there were a bunch of restaurants and cafes near me that let me do shows there. I went by the name Officer Philosopher, which I thought was cool, and I still kind of do, but it's not as cool as this old guy who went by Thor who would play uh, at some of the same places as I did. So I was still working in Destin and would make the drive home through Okaloosa Island over the bridge, and, and actually, okay, so a funny story real quick. When I was still living on the beach, part of that time, I did not have a car, and I was for some reason like 20 miles away from my house one time. And I think I had already had to walk for a bit. Uh, I don't know why I needed to get home quickly, though, but I spotted a a Papa John's. So I ordered a pizza to myself. And when the delivery guy came out to deliver, I asked him for a ride home, uh, to which he obliged. So I was able to ride in an air-conditioned car and eat pizza for dinner that night. So I did have fun. However, I was still really sad. I was lonely. Sure, I knew people I could party with, but my selfishness caused me to wreck a lot of friendships. I could make friends very quickly, but then people would see that I wasn't a good friend and I especially was not a nice guy to girls. So if you knew me in Florida, especially if you were a girl, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You know, I was a nice guy sometimes. I'm probably being too hard on myself, but I do feel bad for a lot of my decisions and God has forgiven me. I forgive myself. It just, it, it, it wasn't cool. So my selfishness, and by this I mean that I I only really cared about myself, how I felt, was I enjoying myself, even at the expense of others, and I'm not proud of this, very shameful, but I want to illustrate the root of my misery. My selfishness made me miserable, and I've learned to to see this and, and overcome my selfishness to be more outwardly and look towards others more and serve them more and this this is a great source of joy and gratitude and Jesus has wiped away all of that shame that I experienced at that time but at that time I still felt 
very bad about my choices. However, it was during a drive home from work that I deeply contemplated my situation, the sadness that I was experiencing, and I came up with a new option that I had never really tried before. I'd gone to Mass every Sunday in my childhood, attended Catholic school from 2nd to 8th grade, and even knew many of the stories from the Bible, received sacraments, but I had never really held a mature faith in Jesus. At the time, I thought, you know, I've never really given Jesus a real chance. So I decided that I would do that. And okay, so I was pretty high then on that, that ride home, but I felt like someone turned the lights on. Something became clearer. I was hit by something. I got home and called the Catholic Church at 1 a.m., and I, I think I'd randomly opened the phone book to that page, but I, I really can't remember if that's true or not. I left a voicemail with the church. <laughs> uh, no one ever called me back, so I don't know if they actually got it. I mean, to be honest, I could have thought I was calling that church, but accidentally called someone else. Uh, so if you got that message back in, in 2006, uh, I'd love to know about that. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. Anyway, I know for a fact that I had woken up the next morning with white flowers in my underwear. No clue how that happened to this day. So I took the first step in a a still brutal climb out of the pit I was in. It would still take another year to make it all the way out. But it was definitely the sadness that helped me escape. It initiated my ascent. When I was six, I broke my arm and it hurt terribly. I'm man enough to share that I cried. Obviously, the the pain that I experienced let me know that something was wrong with my arm. My body was telling me not to move my arm, keep it still, and do something to help it heal. That's what pain is for, to let me know that I need to see the doctor who can mend my arm and make it straight again. Similarly, the pain I feel if I touch a hot stove tells me, hey dummy, don't do that again. Pain actually helps us to protect ourselves from getting hurt even more by either informing us to not repeat an action or let us know that something needs to be done at that time in order to keep things from getting worse. The shame we feel from sin actually does the same thing with our souls. If we form our consciences well, we feel bad for what we have done when we sin. Just like we can damage our nerves and our arms to the point that it keeps us from feeling pain, we can do the same with repeating sin. We can numb the shame when we cease to think the action is bad. So too with our mental health. While there are appropriate times to feel the pain of loss and sadness, the pain from being depressed helps us to recognize that our thinking is off. Something is wrong. Our mind is in need of healing. Sometimes it is a chemical imbalance and that requires medical assistance. However, for those like me, it can stem from becoming too self-focused, discontent with the good things received, and negative thinking. I did all of these, and it kept me from seeing all of the good I was experiencing, and I hurt a lot of people and strained many relationships because of it as well. But it was in this darkness that the dawn shed its first rays of light for me. I was not fully living the life God wanted for me yet, but I was on my way, moving in the right direction. I would have not been able to find that direction, though, if I did not reach that moment when the pain of my sadness crushed me so completely that I finally reached out to God. Thankfully, He took my hand and very patiently pulled me out. So what about other people who have suffered from extreme sadness and depression? Could the purpose of what they are going through be meant to drive them to a brighter future as well? 
Does God allow us to be broken so that hopefully we rule out the other options? Go to him who can mend us and make our lives straight again. To him, he knows that the short-term pain is nothing compared to eternal happiness that we can have when we build a relationship with him. So this is what God has done for me. Over the years, he never forced me. He led me and I went after him. And through the past 14 years since my super-baked drive home from work when I first took God's helping hand, I have had so many fond memories with him. So many good times. Sad times too, but I am fond of those moments as well because I saw how God came through for me. So God took me, utterly broken and fragile, and he has built me up tremendously. By no means am I perfect, but he has cleansed me of insecurity, anxiety, I don't think I had depression, but I have had bouts of sadness, and he healed me of that. He healed my past wounds. I wish I could explain it. He has filled me up more than anything I could ever imagine. I was always scared to death to give up drinking. I thought I would lose too much. It covered so many of my flaws. It was such a crutch. It made me feel better. I thought people liked me better, and you know, maybe that last part was true, but but I have received over these past 13 years since I gave up drinking uh, so much more than I, I ever could have imagined. I would not trade these past 13 years for anything. And that is with the storms that we have gone through as well. God has brought tremendous good out of every bad thing that has ever occurred in my life. I've taken my place in his courts. And I love Psalm 84 for this reason when it says, or, or the psalmist sings, Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. Listen, I would take just one day of my life right now over a thousand days living on the beach. And I used to care so much about whether or not people liked me. And then I got social anxiety over whether they thought I was holy or if my true jerk self showed too much. Now God has me completely. It doesn't matter what people think as long as I'm striving to love with God's love. And it truly is God's love. It it moves, has life, dwells in us. And like we find dew on the grass on a beautiful June morning, so too does the Holy Spirit show himself to the world when we let him love others through us. It's a beautiful life. It's a fairy tale. When we give up the things that are bad for us, go to Jesus and begin walking with him, he turns our lives into fairy tales. It's scary to take that first step. Just like working out, starting to go to the gym is terribly hard. But once you get that momentum going, you start looking forward to it. Some days still kick your butt, but you feel so good at the end of the day. And so I wouldn't have made it here. I might even be dead. Living in Florida probably should have killed me. Looking back, it's actually a miracle that I'm still alive after all of that. But if I did not allow the pain of sadness that I felt break me, and then push me to take the hand of Jesus, yeah, I'd probably be dead. Now, this is by no means a St. Paul transformation. I made it like two weeks without drinking uh, after that, that moment in the car going home from work. And I definitely thought Jesus wanted me to get high too. So I stayed high and lazy and still a little selfish, but I became a lot more selfless for sure. I would go to this outdoor mall. I can't remember the name, but it was on 98, Highway 98, and next to the road that took you to the bridge that, that crossed the bay and had that toll on it. 
So I would go to this mall and go to the toy store there and buy a bunch of toys and put them in the Toys for Tots basket at Starbucks. And then I'd get some Starbucks drink. And I know I would do a bunch of other charitable things, but I I can't remember. I kind of had this thought that I was going to try to be like St. Francis. I also went to a mass a few times at St. Mary's in Fort Walton Beach, which I actually really enjoyed. And it felt extremely nostalgic as it reminded me of when I went to mass at my school when I was younger. So I kind of just said a lot here. So so three things I'd like to make, make clear from everything I've shared. The first is that I became much happier when I started to try to be more charitable, you know, thinking of others. It was not the same as the happiness I would experience a year later when I went through with a full send conversion, but it was still better. Still had a lot of issues, but better. Secondly, this is for those of you who may know someone that is wayward at the moment and you're mourning his or her choices, you know. Uh, There is always hope. I was far gone, but there were seeds planted in me that started to grow when I went to that church, St. Mary's. So if you are a parent or want to be one one day, make sure you do that work in your kids' lives. Plant those seeds. Talk about Jesus. Bring them to church. Tell them Bible stories and stories of you living out your faith. Pray with them because it it definitely helped me to continue to go down the path that I was going and not give up to return to my selfishness. But I think, too, that that burned me so badly. My selfish behavior led me to such misery, and the selflessness felt so good that on top of the nostalgia from the church, uh, all that really opened my eyes. Okay, and then the third thing we can pull from my story here is that if you are listening to this and you're suffering from sadness or depression, I know it's hard. I'm so sorry for you. It is really, truly a heavy burden to bear. It's, it's really terrible. My advice is to find someone to talk to about it. Who can you trust? I I hope it's a friend or sibling that you can pour your heart out to because that feels good. Use that sadness to push you to change. Get fed up with it. Because even though in this generation we have come to see that more and more people are dealing with depression and being sad and the memes are hilarious, um, it's not a life that we have to just accept and put up with. We are not meant to be sad. We are not meant to be depressed. There is a way out of it. Jesus is real. He loves you. He will take care of you. There is nothing that you might have done that will cause him to not want to help you. Trust me. I did a lot of bad things and he still came through for me. Go to God. Tell him everything. Give Jesus a chance like I did and he will raise you up. And if you're already there reaching out to him and you still feel lost, be patient. Give him permission to work in your life how he wants. He truly knows what is best. Be patient. Also, it helps to forgive everyone you might be holding a grudge against as well. Make amends with those you've hurt too. This is all my advice. This is how I was able to overcome my extreme sadness. And so however you're able to overcome it as well, I I just hope that it happens soon for you. And and we're praying for you here at Zenith Ministries. Uh, We do also offer one-on-one mentorship uh, programs that that we use to aim to help others overcome various obstacles that they're, they're struggling with in their own faith walks. If you'd like to take advantage of any of these services that we offer, please reach out to us. Our phone number is 470-253-0802. And we're at email, zenithministries at gmail.com. Contact us. We'd love to work with you. Or maybe it's someone you know. Reach out and we can partner together as we climb together to the heights of humanity. 
Thanks for listening. Glad you joined us. Please help us out by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. You can like and share it on social media if you think it might help someone else. Uh, Please subscribe to our email list as well. Just at the bottom of zenithministries.com, there's a place for that. May God bless you and grant you his tremendous peace.